Ladies and gentlemen, you are back with the Rap Takes podcast after a few weeks of a summer break. We're hitting it again with Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib's Bandana today. And this was unsurprisingly one of the better songs or albums we've heard this summer, right? Oh, yeah. No doubt one of the best albums to drop this year. And I think it's going to last for the remaining six months or so that we have. Yeah. Um, there's not that many that will be able to top this. Like the year end list will definitely mm-hmm. still feature this. Yeah, I agree. And I said it was like not not a surprise because this is one of the most anticipated projects that we've had this year. You know, yeah. like once you hear that they're linking up again, Freddie Gibbs and Mad, famous producer Mad Lib, one of the best we got in the industry. AKA Mad Gibbs. Yep, as this. And they're cutting off, I guess this is a sequel to Pinata, yep. which was their first. Um, full-length studio collab. It's been five ever. years since Pinata. We're now in 2019. Pinata dropped March 18, 2014. So there was a huge buildup to Underground. Uh-huh. All their fans were waiting for this album. I, I was a big fan of Pinata, and I could say that Pinata, that was one of those albums where um, it crossed all genres. Like, for, for me, when I was at the radio station, a lot of the alternative kids that like different types of music, they love Freddie Gibbs and mm-hmm. Pinata. And I just think the beats, they relate to everyone. The, just the soulfulness, the gritty of uh, Freddie Gibbs. People just like that type of stuff. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what genre you like. It's just good music. People appreciate the uh, gangster rap that Freddie has and the drug rap that he has. Yeah. And he does it as good as anyone. It's honestly, it's like him and Pusha at the top of their mm-hmm. game right now. And we'll talk about and Pusha Benny when we get into this. And Benny, who's, and Benny, who's coming up as, as one of the best, too. And um and and Madlib is one of the best producers around. One of the most legendary. His sampling is crazy. Like you're talking about, I think that's part of the crossover appeal. Is there's the jazz samples mm-hmm. and the old school soul samples that honestly made Connie famous as well. Yep. And that's part of Connie's popularity, I think, as well as the samples. It's part of a lot of our, our famous producers. Just Blaze does a lot of soulfulness. Alchemist, who mm-hmm. we love, does a lot of the yeah. soulfulness. And he's just one of those, Ninth Wonder, give him a shout out. He's just one of those guys that knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. And right, right before we get into this bandana, I just want to talk a little bit more about that pinata, just to give you guys yeah. a little introduction to what we're about to get into now. Pinata dropped, as I said, in 2014. Um, that preceded by that were three little EPs that they dropped together, little hints. So it was kind of a build up to Pinata. 2011, they dropped Duggan. 2012, they dropped Shame. And 2013, they dropped Deeper. And on each of those EPs, they they were all fire. So the build, they were they were already kind of getting us pumped mm-hmm. for this album, this full album that they were gonna together and the thing about pinata that i love so much i honestly think that pinata captured an era it, mm. it was the mixtape era now if you go to the uh, feature list on pinata it features all the artists that were so popular on the era I'm talking about like absol mac miller danny brown just to name a few earl sweatshirt 
Um, even they had Raekwon on there who had who, who that was at that point, Genesis is there a few times too at that point he had a renaissance in his career uh, Raekwon but that that was just that was just an era those were like those were the mixtape rappers some of the most important of that era from like 2009 to 2014 that mm-hmm. five year span and I think that's what Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib do so well as yeah. we're gonna get into with this next album they took some of the hardest rappers and spitters in the game most lyrical guys i mean we got most f we got black dot we got killer mike and we got pusha on the on this yeah. um pinata so i th- i just want i just want you guys if you haven't heard pinata and you've heard bandana i think it's definitely worse to go back and listen to pinata i uh definitely wasn't as into pinata back then as i should have been i think it was just more the time there's a lot of other music that i was listening to and i I heard some of the big ones but there are some of the big tracks like the song pinata that was pretty much the posse cut Mm -hmm. but i definitely didn't give it as much of attention as i gave this album which i was so excited for i'm a mad lib fan for sure i love the work that mad lib has done with mf doom in the past and other artists like so I was excited. I was excited for this one, and it lived up to the hype. As uh, as someone who was expect expecting it and excited, but just not as much of a expert as their past collaboration. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, th- this this that I think that's I think that's what they captured in a in a full shell for this album. They 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 made people who weren't interested in them interested in this album and. Fred, Freddie, he does such a good job with his promotions and marketing. Just like mm-hmm. the the high res pictures and the stuff that he posts on Instagram, just promoting this album was perfect. Like the singles leading up too, they started with "Crime Pays," which is like that's one of my favorite songs of the year easily. And yeah. they started with they had dropped the music video with that. I think mm-hmm. when the song yep, came out, it was yeah. the music video and that, and it was right there, ultra HD, awesome, random, exactly. cool video. Yeah, Freddie's on top of his shit. He's not. He's not in the past. He's trying to stay relevant. And let's just get right into this album. Well, well I'll give you some. I'll give you some. Um, some little background before we get into it. Yeah, please do. Um, is this obviously it's the second collab. This dropped June twenty eighth of this year. Um, forty six minutes long, which kind of it's it's a little longer than. Um, most of the albums dropping these days, but it's not too long. As we talked about in a previous episode, I think uh, we collectively agreed that about 50 minutes is about what we want to hear from rappers these days. Yeah, Bob, yeah. Nothing really longer than that because our attention span. Unless you're Kendrick, mm-hmm. or unless you're someone that's going to give this crazy conceptual double album crit uh, a few years ago. Um, Lupe came out with a big album too last year. Yeah. But like, unless you're somebody that's going to do it, don't just. I don't know if we can do an hour and a half of drug raps, I guess, yeah. is my point, or certain and, things. And that's not bad. That's not... And I don't even want that from Drake. I was just thinking yeah. about this. Yep. I, I, I really don't... Going back, Scorpion, to me, it's too too much. Too much oh, fat yeah. in there. We need a trim. You're not alone that. there, yeah. And, and so... A double uh, disc that could have been one great disc. One you know? great album. So, Freddie already, he, he did a good job just picking the songs, narrowing it down to 15 tracks that we could fuck with. But um, so this this is this one. He, they decided to partner with a label, which prior prior to that he had only been signed to Interscope like way back in like '07 or something like that when Freddie first came up. And this was a partnership between RCA Records and Freddie Gibbs and Madlib, and it it showed off. He sold eighteen thousand copies. Mm-hmm. 
or they sold 18,000 copies for this album, where previously with Pinata, they had 9,000. So they doubled up on their album's sales. So that, that alone just shows you the growth that they've had in the five years since they dropped. And the cover, as we were just talking about it, is a beautiful cover. And it features Mad Lib's alter ego, Quasimodo, as he goes by on top of a zebra and he's wearing a bandana. And they're overlooking LA, yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood sign, yeah. on fire. And I just think, like, if you if you were going to, like, all now, because so much drops every Friday, it's about the whole thing, the presentation, the lead up. Now, if I was just going to title Spotify, Apple Music, and I saw that cover, that would make me want to click and see what that is. Mm-hmm. Even, if, even if it was, like, a different genre, that would make me want to look at what was on that album. Yeah. No, 100%. It, is, it definitely helps the artwork, and it's a different style than they picked with um, Pinata as well. It's mm-hmm. like, it's not at all the same style. This is the very cartoony, very particular, um, and it's cool that it was done by an actual artist, and uh, they, they had planned it out. Another thing back around before we get too much into the tracks is Madlib kind of, um, I want to say caused a little bit of controversy, but he tweeted out after that he made the whole thing on his iPad, mm. and that had so many people turning their heads about, all right, what is this? A, is this a diss? Is this like a, it's a joke. showing you? Yeah. Like, is it a joke? Yeah, is it, is it saying? But it was more, I think, just him showing like you can. It's a lot of it is creative mm-hmm. and in your head. Like you can you can make great products yeah. on the tools you're given. You know, and I I thought that was kind of an interesting little uh, thing. I'd I'd love to hear him talk about it more. Talk about the process of this album uh, again more. <laughs> yeah, he just he just sent out a tweet, and that just sent Twitter and Upstorm. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. There was a lot of people, As people like, are praising the album and stuff. You know, <laughs> and when he did that, people were like, "No way, no yep. way!" But like, he really did it all on his iPad, which is kind of cool and also weird. But like, I think that's where music is going where they're going to be able to do everything on, like, an iPad or your phone at one point. Yeah. A lot of times you don't need the best uh, equipment to do things. It's more just how you do it. And if you can mix it well then, mm-hmm. and give it to the right engineers, I guess, then makes it sound uh, sound pretty well. So uh, let's get right into this album. Um, they started off with, like, a little skit of Regato on the first track, which... Uh, it's not really a song, I guess, but for streaming accounts because it helps them <laughs> get the replays and stuff. You know what that means. But it leads goes right into freestyle shit, which is one of my favorite songs on this project. And Freddie, he's just he's so good at just that on those soulful beats. This, this kicks off what what is going to be a soulful against yeah. the journey throughout this whole whole fucking project. And I don't know. I just think this was the best way to kick off an album for me. Like, just straight bars. Yeah. No, he, he hits the ground running. Um, it's to the point. You, you immediately are given the refreshing, you know, drug gangster rap bars yeah. that you expect from the project. And uh, it keeps it rolling. And there's a, it's a few, it takes a few tracks before we even get to our first features, which is also interesting. Freddie starts off the project with just you and just you him and madlib that's all you're hearing mm-hmm. you know and then it gets into very particular features no not overblown gets right into particular features that are you know fit the art of the project fit the theme of the project um but i like that they i like that it was started like that there are a few skits throughout that kind of are at the end of yeah. end and beginning of certain tracks that kind of just help not even necessarily tell a story but just add 
a depth to it, I guess. You yeah. know, a depth to the project. There's not really a concept that I know of, really, in in terms of a story, but it works how it blends. Like, songs lead out into each other. There are beat changes that make yeah. sense. It, it sonically works. It definitely does. It transitions perfectly. So if you're one of those worried about how it's going to transition with skits, it really does transition good. I know that a lot of a lot of you might not be fans of skits. Unfortunately, I don't see another version with just like the songs out there. Yeah. But I don't like skits necessarily either. I just um, if they're done and they're short enough, then I'm mm-hmm. okay with them. Like the ones that are on this, they're they're less than a minute long. I'm Only pretty one sure, that was so. pretty long, which we'll get into, was the one on Palm Olive. But it was a little funny. Story. What was that? Was it the com- comedian? The- yeah, 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 that, that was a good. It was a bit. That was good. Yeah. Um, but um, it goes right into another song that I just feel this kind of. I think it exemplified who Freddie Gibbs is. The first two songs or the second, and the third song, freestyle shit, half man and half, half man. Because freestyle shit is like that's like the Mad Lib part. That's like the soulfulness, and then half man half is just. It's just classic Freddie Gibbs is mm. the best way that I put it. Like, that is who we know Freddie Gibbs to be. And he's just talking that greasy, that grimy yeah. talk about the street raps and all that type of stuff. And something I thought um, was really particular cool about that, I kind of looked at that, that song as Mad Lib's attempt as a trap beat. I don't know which way, how you felt, mm-hmm. but that was my feeling, like, just re-listening to the whole album, that I, I think he was trying to do, like, a relevant beat for th- this time and age. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, I like that song as well. I wasn't in love with the uh, the beat swap that's on Half Man when it kind of goes to the half cocaine side. Yeah. And it's... I don't think it was anything about it. I just didn't think that the second beat was that yeah. was that good compared to the first one. But um, that's not something that Madlib was just throwing out because it's popular. That's something he's had in his music before. Mm-hmm. And it, so it's not... It wasn't that it was... You know, we've, we live in like the last two years of beat changes, I feel like. And yeah. beat swabs because of Travis Scott. But it's, it, it's, it was well done. I just didn't love the second part of it, of the song. Um, but it goes into my favorite song on the album, Crime Pays, which is just like... Absolutely filthy, filthy beat, filthy bars, great music video. It's the, it's the total package that you say like is needed in this in these days. And as we were saying earlier, the music video dropped when the song dropped, mm. which is a great thing. And I was just thinking because I was watching some of these videos prior to discussing this to get a little background. And videos just make the out the these songs so much better. It's kind of like the books. How for some books, it's so. It, Having the movie makes it so much better. Like, yeah. Harry Potter, for one, I think, just makes the books that much better because everything you imagine kind of is pictured in the screen. I know that some people might disagree, especially with Game of Thrones, because of what happened there. But I, I just think that it just helps me visualize, and I like the song more due to the video. That's just me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the best tracks in the album, and I think um, that was—I think that was the first single, right? Or was it Flat Tummy T? I, th- I believe it was Crime Pays. It was either—I uh, think it was Flat Tummy T. Well, okay. Flat Tummy T was the first song, but um, this short, this dropped shortly after. Yeah, yeah. But um, that one, that one, um, I just had in my notes that it sounded like some like '70s, '80s robbery shit. Like it sounded like it would be in a crime movie in the '70s or the '80s, which that just like. I don't know, like, that's just pretty cool to me, just the fact that they were able to do that in 2019, mm-hmm. which is a whole different time from that period, but I just love how songs can capture an era somehow. Yeah, 
the Spanish guitar and like the Mexican guitar on it is just such a smooth sample, mm-hmm. or however it's used. And then it almost has um, the elevator music type keys. You hear like the the soft synth in the background, and it and it just Grand Pays is the is like a per, that's like a that's. What Madlib should teach people how to make like that's 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 just one of those tracks, man. That's one of them. And and on this song, we kind of understand what happened between Jeezy and Freddie Gibbs that kind of led to the fallout, which they haven't talked to each other since I want to say 2014, around there, 2013, when. Um, Freddie had linked up on Jeezy's label and he kind of talks about it a little bit on here um, on this whole song. uh, Freddie felt like Jeezy kind of took advantage of his friends and made them kind of look like a sucker. Like on on um on the last on one of the last bars on here ago he goes and rock he done went and bought GC a pair of new shoes that blank was dick sucking like he that just kind of like he thought that kind that GZ made him made his boy look like a dick rider you know it's like, funny because I noticed that lyric but I didn't really know that any of the background of that I, I was almost like is this GZ 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 yeah you know that um he actually on, on an interview I think with Genius or Breakfast Club he okay. he dove into that but I just wanted to give that to you guys just so you know like because I always wondered what really happened between him and Jeezy hmm. and uh, Freddie and Jeezy because I for me I'll just say this one of the one of the best shows I've been to in a while and and that time was Freddie Gibbs and Young Jeezy and I'm telling you for all you fans don't be scared when you're walking into a Freddie Gibbs and Jeezy show because that is one of the hoodie shows Mm -hmm. that you will walk into if not the hoodie show you could walk into but both of those guys deliver and I was just really disappointed that those guys ended their relationship yeah good free one collaborators beforehand Mm mm-hmm but um if we want to keep going right into the album um that Palm Olive is, if not the best song of the year, in contention for song of the year for me at least. I think that song, first of all, let's just go. The beat, yeah, is stupid. Like, I, I haven't heard a beat like that in so long. And Freddie says on the beginning, Freddie says on the beginning, the first bar you hear is it's gonna speak for us. And he's just and he's just talking about the beat. Like he doesn't even need to say anything. You already know what's about to happen. Yeah, how he hops onto that track at the beginning is crazy. Like you know it's it's like you know three seconds in that it's gonna be an epic track, mm-hmm. even before you see that pushes T and Killer Mike's on. And I saw some people saying that they wanted more from Killer Mike because he he does the chorus but doesn't have a verse. Yeah. I think his he his chorus is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like it is so, his voice is so gritty and it's so it's like spiritual. If he speaks up, you're listening. Yeah. yeah. Like if, he, if he speaks up, then you're gonna listen. It's like Killer. It's like I was me. I was glued to what the chorus was gonna be, and you believe the words he's saying. Um, so I, I thought they came together really well. I thought it was good design and good, I guess, just ideas to, to say, you know, we don't have room for everyone to get to mm-hmm. f- full on, but Killer Mike, you can handle this. You can handle this. I, I was really confused how they were going to put Killer Mike on this track when I saw, like, Killer Mike, Pusha T, and Freddie. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know that Killer Mike has his whole thing going on. But um, I'm not the I'm not the biggest Killer Mike fan of Run the Jewels. That's I'm not either. I appreciate them a lot. Like they're clearly a lot of talent, but 
I uh, sonically doesn't it doesn't please my yeah. ears that much. It's 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 not my style. But I, I appreciate what they've done from yeah, the we, indie label and mm-hmm. Killer Mike has bars. LP can produce hella, hell but yeah. it's just not my not yeah. my style too. I'm I'm with you on that. That that just but like I for me everything was so perfect on here. Just the the hook was as you said was great, and then Pusha. Totally. Pusha, who we need to have a whole nother discussion about him, Freddie, and Benny. But Pusha, he has killed every feature that he's done this year and everything he's done since he dropped Daytona. He's undefeated since Daytona. And yeah. what, pretty ever since he won the beef with Drake, Pusha's mind has just been like, I am the best rapper. Mm-hmm. I killed your favorite rapper. And there is nothing that you can do about it. No one is better than me. Yeah. And that cockiness has helped push us so much. It's, I, it's kind of crazy to see, like, years ago in 2010 or whatever it was, 2011, listening to Fear of God and mm-hmm. Pusha is arguably, like, the lowest on the good music roster Easily. in terms of, Popular, you know, Big Sean's Big Sean's up. Cuddy's not fully on good, but he's popular there. Mm-hmm. Two Chains is even higher on, on the ranking. You yeah. know, all these artists, Kanye's leading, you know, Sci High was getting some hype, and Pusha yeah, was Sci-Hi one of the, the more that bottom um, because he was really fully starting as a solo act, you know, yeah. and he's in, he's now you got to put him in your top five current or top 10, if not top five. And I'm turning my head top 10 current right now. Yeah. Like he kills every feature. He has one of the best albums of the past two years. Daytona is a perfect project. If, if your biggest complaint is that you want more, that means the shit was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Like our, the biggest complaint was that there's seven tracks and we want 10. We, we need more, but like he's pushes at the top of his game. And this collab was very similar like that. And I, Relate the Pusha collab to the Black Thought collab too, because Black Thought's been killing everything. After not giving a lot, not being a feature heavy rapper, yeah. he's been killing it with the features. He put out two really great EPs last year. Yeah. Um, Black Thought's back in, in in his lane too, getting his bag. But Pusha, I mean, he's got to be in your talks. He's he's got to be. He's been he's undefeated since Daytona. Like as I said, Freddie, Benny, and Pusha. They are, I'd say, in the top five right now of lyricists right now. You can add J. Cole into that list right now, people who've been killing it. Maybe you add, like, a Meg Thee Stallion or Tierra Wacker, one of those females that's been killing it in there right now for, like, hottest and most and mm-hmm. killing everything. Those guys have destroyed everything. Freddie Gibbs, let's get back to him because we're talking about him. Yeah. He had just dropped the collab tape. Oh. Um, with Currency and um, our boy Alchemist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And prior to that, he had dropped a whole solo album last year, which some people, some people kind of, they were, they were a little, I don't know, they, they were, they weren't that fond of it because it was, it was different. It was more, more of him like singing. It was just, it was, it wasn't Freddie. That was just the name of it, but. Freddie, Freddie, still, he has been killing everything too. Like I really enjoyed Freddie. Uh, yeah, really, Freddie was we, great. We discussed this on like an audio drip, but to me, Freddie Gibbs is one of the hottest rappers out right now, and he too has been killing every feature he's been on. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I can't, I can't stress enough. Him, 
Freddie Gibbs is one of the hottest rappers, and it's crazy to think that in 2019, one of the hottest rappers out right now is Freddie Gibbs, mm -hmm. because there was a time, and Freddie has spoke on this before, where he was blackballed. No one wanted to work with him, and it was that whole situation with Jeezy, because Jeezy has such a good relationship yeah. with Def Jam, and much of these labels, because Jeezy's become kind of like a big executive in the background. That's what Jeezy's been doing these past few years, so he has a connection to every record label, so yep. for Freddie to be able to just put out a project and get the coverage, be able to go on Breakfast Club, go on Rosenberg, go on these outlets is good for Freddie, like, but prior to that, there was just these, he had to do, like, these laps just to get even yeah. on the radio or something like that. But Freddie, he, he's here now. And, I, and I'm very excited that he's in the mainstream now. Going down the travels a little bit before we skip ahead to, I know we want to get to some other tracks, but Fake Names, I, I like a lot for one of the featureless tracks. Fake Names was a lot of fun. It reminded me of, like, a... Uh, like a crime movie, like the soundtrack mm. to like a crime movie. Like I was in the seventies, eighties. It reminded me. I, I got Scarface vibes heavy from mm -hmm. it, and um, they, that definitely that, that reminded me of some of that. I love the Beach Boys on that. Honestly, yeah, that was one of my favorite one. There's a there's a few songs on here where they do a crazy beat change, mm -hmm. but that was one of my favorites on this album. Flat Tummy T production wise is crazy. That's like mm -hmm. that 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 song has some crazy production. That's like one of those where Mad Libs. I, I felt that he was really pushing the limit on that one in a good way of saying, like, how much s different sounds can I give the audience before it's just noise, before it's just a noise yeah. beat? Because Flat Tummy D has so many things combining into some really great highs and lows during the track. And, and it's it's staying relevant, which Flat Tummy D is something very popular on the, with the IG models. Yeah. And when it came out, I, I know I was very curious to what the song was going to sound like. I was like. too. That, that title is so funny and he really just uses it as a joke in his chorus pretty much. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a it's a comedic line, but it's so it's just so funny. And don't drink that Flat Tummy D, it's bad for you. Yeah, definitely don't be on that stuff. Giannis, another great feature. Anderson Pack has like you like vocally one of his better performances recently. Um, I think on Giannis, he's he's singing the chorus and then he has his own verse and he kills the verse. He's very he's just he's a talented guy and he's very good at being able to um, go between his singing and rapping without mm -hmm. um, really having a weird sounding in his voice. I guess when I first saw that Pac was gonna be on a Freddie Gibbs song, I wasn't. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was kind. I was like, I don't know about that. Hmm. Like I, I really don't know how. Uh, Pac is gonna fit on such a gangsta song. Yeah. Just I just was expecting like the hardest shit in the world with Freddie and they the song is perfect. Yeah, I it's think. really good. It, it his hook is great. Ice will come with fame, flowers covered a grave, powers love and loyalty wash me clean. Something like a chorus he'd have on uh, Compton, mm -hmm. like on, on the on the Dre. Like, yeah, very, it's like, that's a perfect. It's it's, it's good. It's like inspirational. It's it's great. And, and now Giannis. Now Giannis has a song named after him, so that we're growing a list of NBA stars. Because I don't know if Gian Giannis is harder to rap about. You know, mm -hmm. LeBron's getting rap, so this might be the first time Giannis has been officially shouted out. <laughs> and um, Gibbs kind of called that like right before, like he Giannis just won the MVP. Oh, like yeah, yeah. that's right before he won the MVP. Gibbs kind of capitalized on that whole thing because Giannis is now one of those household yeah. names and. The media and NBA culture has become like American pop culture, kind of with the day-to-day -day reporting yeah. that they do. But um, this song, that line that we just have to talk about, that I just, I just love this line. Just 
dudes be falling off every day like ace hood roly bezel fire like like just just for freddie to go back upon that that was maybe a few years ago at the bt awards ace hood mm. was walking the red carpet and i remember i remember this so clearly he was walking the red carpet and his roly fell off like really? some, of the, some of the diamonds fell off and i just remember freddie uh, ace hood was just like <laughs> I don't know. I like. He was just like. I paid mad money for that. Like, what's going on? And just that. That's so funny to me that he was referencing that. It's such a small pop culture random thing. Mm-hmm. And like something that not that many rappers would double back on. And just that line in general. Dudes be falling off every day. Like Acid Roly Bezel. Is it wasn't a diss to Ace Hood, but it's a diss to these rappers yeah. that have been dropping and aren't at the top anymore. Like. As we said, the first one came out in 2014, Pinata. It's now 2019, and Freddie's more relevant than he ever was. Yeah. But there were years, there was many years in between that he wasn't, I would say. Yeah. I would say some of it was the, but but that's part of the story, is like, well, you the know, the build up and come back. that type of yep. stuff. Like, it's Freddy, all part of the thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, like we said, it's great to see that Freddie's back. That real G's move in silence, like Giannis. like Giannis. I know we move past the situations, but that's another great song. That's really like a a meaningful a meaningful song that has some good background. I summed it up as a soulful smash. Soulful smash. All right, that you got to hear first. Soulful smash. That's how I had that one down. Cataracts might be my favorite rapidy rap song on here. Like I I just love the smoking on that good good. It's good for my cataracts. Like they're they're just there's just some parts that are just like so easy and don't need explanation. Cataracts is one of those songs. Mm-hmm. That that Freddie Freddie is just so good at that. Like I I want to hear him when I'm just trying to relax. Yep. And and that song's one of those. Cataracts is like the driving around song or relaxing, chilling at your house. The final feature heavy song of the album is the is most deaf is Black Thought on Education, which Palm Olive is your favorite song on the album. I think this is narrowly my favorite, just past Palm Olive. But they're they're both so good. It's like just it's pick them, you know. It's it's, it's a pick them. Like there there are two legitimate classic tracks on this that both have feature legendary MCs yep. and have legendary production by a legendary producer. It's it, it's kind of crazy, and I think I love Mos Def. I'm a sucker for his flow. I'm a sucker for AKA his voice. Justin Bay for yeah. those that don't know. So when he comes on to something so smooth like. I'm in, you know. Well, I, I was listening to uh, Budden talk on his podcast. And he was saying, how did they get most deaf? Because a lot of people can't even get in contact with him. Like, <laughs> he's one of the hardest guys in hip-hop to work with because obviously he's... I'm not sure if he's in America or if he's allowed. There was that whole situation with him. But, like, you, you don't hear most deaf on a lot of things. So just getting him on a song is very... Like, that's a... That's a that's an award within itself yeah. just to get him on there. Oh, yeah. And um, they, bo- they both, all three of them kill it. Mad- yeah. Madeline, I mean, most deaf, or Yasin Bey as we go, Black Dawn, Freddie, they all give it their best. Mm-hmm. Three elite lyricists coming at each other. Black Thought is one of those great stories, too, of, like, I feel like he may, have, he may be realizing right now that, like, I got to introduce myself to a whole new group of people. Like, I, I'm one of the GOATs. People, people know him just from he's that dude on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. That's that's the that's the weird thing. Like America, the pop culture, they know him as just that dude on Jimmy Fallon. But he's done a great, like you just said, he's done a great job reintroducing his bars to to America. And um, just leaving on, continuing on, um, 
Palm Olive, I think, is the best song. It's not my favorite song. My favorite song on here is Practice. Practice. And that is because I just love when gangster rappers just go over that smooth soulfulness. And that was just the, one of the beats that was just like one of the most simpler beats on yeah. on the album. And that's what I like from a gangster rapper. It's like Benny. Why I love Benny so much because when he gets on that smooth, just like just a beat, just a simple beat, he kills it. And that that's what I feel that like gangster rap, hardcore gangster rappers, mm. they are best on that smooth, soulful beat. Yeah. And that that for me, I just want to hear. I would just want to hear gangster rappers on that soul. And it's, that's just what I like. And the last track of the album, he says he's just trying to get his soul right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's Freddie. He's you know he's he's everyone's favorite uh, stay-at-home dad, Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs, <laughs> gangster. Which we're, we're going to talk about him being a great dad. He just did a freestyle <laughs> on uh, Power 106, I think, in uh, L.A. Uh, and he, his his son, I guess, was acting up. So he sat his son on his lap while he was freestyling over <laughs> Dom Kennedy, my type of party. That's awesome. So shout out Freddie Gibbs. He, Freddie Gibbs is for the kids, as we saw on there. Freddie Gibbs for the kids. One other thing I wanted to touch. Um, Freddie Gibbs is very pop in the mainstream right now. He also relates to another rapper who we love at this at this podcast who's going through a lot in, in uh in overseas abroad who is ASAP Rocky oh, who's yeah. going through something in Sweden right now where he's being mistreated and we don't know what's going on he might have to do some serious time and a few years ago Freddie Gibbs also dealt with something like this I think in Austria it was mm-hmm. where he got um he got charged with rape because a female said she had a dream that he raped her and he was in jail for that, mm-hmm. like, abroad. That's insane to me that that happened. And that's kind of, like, what's going on with ASAP. So, Freddie, he's just he's just another one of those guys, like, a prime example of what's going on in culture and stuff like that. And he touches upon a few things in politics throughout this album, which is something that um, he doesn't really, like, he's not one of those guys to just throw it at you and just... Ramble and stuff like that. Like a guy more like Killer Mike is one of those that you're known for just like going hard about you the politics. Stuff, yeah. But Freddie, he kind of he kind of hints a couple things like on situations. He's he's saying like fuck Jeff Sessions and Obama when Obama got elected, he got arrested and he's talking about he said fuck the drug administration. So he's getting a little political on here. But you wouldn't yeah. know you wouldn't know that just by listening to the album and I just wanted to give that I loved the Jess Sessions line I thought some of it came off of kind of half-baked like yeah, you were yeah. saying like you don't really expect it and I also thought on Palm Olive please vaccinate your kids don't listen to Freddie Gibbs <laughs> give the vaccine I thought that line was pretty cringy but other than that I mean you don't look for you don't look to him for yeah. that so it's it's one of those things take it or leave it it's fine but I thought the Jeff Sessions line was fire because mm-hmm. Jeff Sessions doesn't get enough shit for uh, drug enforcement stuff <laughs> but yeah we, this is one of the albums of the summer, easily. easily. It's going to be in the year-end, for sure, conversation. Yep. I'm sh- I don't know what my top five is, but I'm sure it's there. I haven't really thought about it, but I'm sure it's right up there. Um, because it's just a classic combo of producer-rapper that get each other, get each other's style. Madlib's one of those guys where he'll cra- he crafts his projects around who he's working with. And you've seen it with MF Doom, you've seen it with other artists he's worked with, like... He makes the project that you'll sound best on, and that's yeah. part of the Freddie Gibbs situation. So, yeah. um, top three. I I think. Do you do you know your top yeah, three I can at do all, a Jeremy? Top three real quick. I'm gonna give you freestyle shit. 
um, Palm Olive and Practice. Those are my three favorite songs on here. I think you should check Palm Olive out. Just if, yeah. you're, if you're not a fan of Freddie Gibbs and you're just looking into like to decide, are these guys bullshitting me? Are they sucking his dick too much? Like, no, we're we're fucking we're giving it to you right as it should be. This this is the album you need to listen to. Palm Olive for me, one of my top three. Um, education. And then I think I might, um, I think I'll go Cataracts as my last three, just because mm. that's my go-to pop-on when I'm just chilling and driving songs. The beat, the the flow, everything works so well. Um, Education and Palm Olive are two of the better songs of the year, I think. And between those two tracks, they feature five great rappers. So you're gonna hear good performances if you if you pick up this tape for sure. And and if you're one of those that you need you need to look at the ratings before you're listening to this, this has all the critical acclaim. Yeah. On Metacritic, it has an 87 out of 100. Hip Hop DX gave it five stars. Rolling Stone gave it four. Pitchfork gave it eight. The Guardian gave it a full five. This this has all the acclaim that you can want. So if you're one of those guys that like you need to see other people give it the stamp of approval it's there it's there don't don't give it that because he's a gangster rapper but also guys if you're a fan of this Montana is the next one that's the last one they got together they already announced it but we probably have to wait another five <laughs> to six years for it as they said yeah. especially the way that Madlib works he did, he's not one of those guys to just continue to put out stuff he did his first interview in like ten years with Peter Rosenberg furthest and Madlib does not go on like I watched the video Freddie got up out of his seat and hugged Madlib because for he, coming out to do for, promo yeah <laughs> he was like he was like wow like you cared that much to come out that's baller yeah well um thanks for checking out Rap Takes Podcast we got our whole backlog on Spotify now yeah. which is awesome so easiest way to listen to us there SoundCloud Apple Music whatever type of your device you can find this is episode 38, so you can find 37 yep. of our past ones, bunch of drips in between where we talk about some special stuff. DJ Basilinaire wasn't here, but he's here in spirit, and you might just hear about him real soon. Yeah. Rap takes. <laughs>